God, the priest of the Israelites. tour podcast where we finished the podcast last week <laughs> so now we're just kind of in like end of the year mode putting on movies chilling so um we watch um a crazy movie called jewish revenge one um and we have a guest his name is charlie sosnick what's up what's up yeah charlie, the guest. he's How's the guest going? he's a very this film actually had a lot of Beautiful messages about guests. <laughs> How would you describe? Are you in John's apartment right now? Yeah, I'm in John's apartment. Are you being treated uh, well? I'm being treated well. There is the most fire hazardous cord situation <laughs> happening on the other side of the computer, which is where the television is plugged into. I don't know if we are able to. Do you show mind? That, can you? Yeah. Can you just rotate that one eighty? Uh, so it's going to be in the process. Like oh nice wow. yeah 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 no this is good <laughs> there's a lot of gravity hap- like more gravity than you want on your electrical cords <laughs> y'all like, yeah, yeah. there's also a, like a six inch USB cord that's connecting something to something which I've never even seen in my life <laughs> so it's like the, the shortest USB <laughs> wire also not to show your house too much but like they do have that kind of male thing where the TV is mounted at a height uh, it's like as if you were supposed to be standing. Uh, it's a little too high. <laughs> I can't we laugh knew too from much. the that's, moment that's the, it got nice. mounted that it's just a little too high. I hope your neck isn't hurt from from Jewish Revenge One. You gotta be looking up reverently at the messages being beamed to you on the TV. Also, uh, I've been treated well. There was we we were drinking beer. There were Pringles. Okay. Wow. Nice. We could have beer. Do you want beer? Um, yeah, sh- sure. We could have beer. Let's go. I'll Ooh, go gotcha, beat on the beer. <laughs> there's there's right. Modelo. Yeah. Um, do we have any Jews in the news? You have to break the news. What Jews? It's news. Including Jews. Jews in the news. We were just talking about the, the Kanye thing. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of like famous <laughs> famous Jew Kanye West. Real Jews in the real news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, um... He's doing his thing. Kanye probably has a folder on his like one of his iPads just called Jews in the News. Do you think he thinks that Pete Davidson is Jewish? I was thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Almost I undoubtedly, like he... yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I think he could Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like Kanye is like one of those anti Semites where like I don't know, you if you heard him out, he would proceed to tell you maybe like five horrific encounters with like the most annoying Jews of all time who are like in charge of the gap and shit. Mm-hmm. And you would hear that and be like, well, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter that they were Jewish. <laughs> what they did wasn't necessarily right, but uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I definitely hate those Jews. Um, yeah, wait. So could you fill in the audience on wait? So what did he say about the Jews? He said, I just had it up. Tweet's been deleted. Wow. Coward. Gotta stick uh, by well, your words. <laughs> uh, Geniuses don't make mistakes. <laughs> he said, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3, all caps, on Jewish people. The funny thing is I actually can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who ever opposes your agenda. Damn, he just tweeted that? Yeah, and then earlier he had posted screenshots on Instagram, which got him, which got the post taken down and a, and a suspension where he said a, a screenshot of a text exchange with Diddy, which he captioned, I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. I told you this was war. I love the kind of two ends of the rap uh, Jewish relationship spectrum where Kanye doing this is on one end and then Jay-Z saying like, you know what the Jews did by property on a song. 
where he's like, I respect them because they're so rich and have so much property. Or like all my lawyers Jewish. I feel like a classic like 2000s rap boast. Isn't it fun that his statement started with, I'm a little bit sleepy right now. Yeah. <laughs> also he, just, doesn't, he doesn't really want to get into it. <laughs> also, just imagine getting that as a text as anyone. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. That's a weird one to get. Wait, who did he text that to? Did he? No, he, tweet, he, he tweeted he, it, he right? Tweeted okay. He texted no, it to he, the he, internet. Yeah, he texted. <laughs> Maybe he used that old function where you could tweet by texting that number. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's um, that's good no. stuff. The only Jews I in the news I had was that there was uh there was the Israeli foreign minister at the UN saying some shit. Um it's not crazy much. This happened two weeks ago, but it's kind of like the biggest thing. They did say that they're gonna recommit to a two state solution, which wow. is a nicer thing to hear than in years past, but then also followed it up with some pretty horrendous shit <laughs> in the same speech. He immediately <laughs> after that was like, I, I didn't say that. My older brother took my phone. Yeah. And that. <laughs> uh, I, that wasn't me. The Jewish people told me to say that. I, I left I left my aim open on my computer at school <laughs> the, and the someone wrote media that. Intern. Yeah. Yeah, he basically said we're committed to a two state solution, but then also look at how much better life is in Israel than Palestine because we chose peace, not war. Just just kidding, I was hacked. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't wow. me. Yeah, that's the only Jewish like news I got. It's like an offset. Uh I think it was offset, or maybe it was it was one of the Migos. He like got caught cheating and like posted it on his Twitter like accidentally. He and posted it, like a screenshot. Of- something like that. He posted something that like made it clear that he was cheating. Or no, I think it was maybe just that like someone had gotten TMZ like or someone had like things of him on his phone. And so he just went on Twitter and was like, I'm gay. I love sucking dick. Balls <laughs> in my face. And then, like the next day it was like, clearly someone hacked my phone and was doing wow. all kinds of stuff. <laughs> wow, the fake hack. That's a, it's a great strategy, honestly. That's, that is a bit like we're playing checkers and he's playing chess. It's like, what, what can you do? What yeah. can you say? He's yeah. got you in a pickle there. <laughs> Because he would never say something so goofy otherwise. That's just not the offset yeah, I he's, know. he's a serious guy. Yeah, he's a serious guy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's Jews in the news. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, you know what I have to say? My final note on Kanye is I, I would hate to see... I feel like if if this is handled like a normal Hollywood crisis, like people will be pissed off, and then he'll have like one token phone conversation with one Jew to like, you know, bury the hatchet. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, yeah, they'll make him go to Mel Brooks's house, and he'll like feed him soup that they'll he's like, that drooling all over like, himself. Yeah, like, you know. He's I hope, like, I hope ha- they call me. He's gonna have to like walk around. They're gonna shut down the Holocaust Museum, and he'll like have to walk around it. And then at the very end, like the ADL guy will give him a quiz, and he has to keep doing it until he passes. Yeah. He could listen. He should listen to this podcast. Is that the anti-Semitic walk of shame? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't. Yeah. And then he'll have to give uh, some some and sort of donation. And he'll still be like wearing his like avant-garde Kanye clothes, but the kind of subdued public apology version, whatever that looks like for him. Yeah, he'll be wearing like the big boots and, and clomping around. <laughs> but like a cardigan. And, and yeah, and they have like huge, loud like linoleum floors in there, and there won't be anyone. It's getting so quiet in there, and it's just like. St- and they're the gonna make of- him really like do the museum like he won't be able to go through it fast like he has to get the little thing with the headphones and uh-huh. listen to every a single card one that it's like you're a 12 year old named yossi yeah he has to do all the interactive experiences <laughs> he has to go into the movie room and sit through every single one he really has to yeah. like do yeah. the holocaust museum and then they'll let him back on twitter yeah, I think that's fair. Twitter jail is just the Holocaust Museum, in a sense. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, wow. Okay, well, there you go. Can't say I'm surprised. Also, Kanye hasn't said anything about the Holocaust yet, so sending him to the Holocaust Museum is kind of opening a whole other can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know might want to like, save that one for a little bit. Yeah. We don't want to give him any wacky that's ideas. Bad. Someone is going to come on on some like weird state adjacent twitter account and it's like oh kanye you hate jews 
actually should check out the land of Israel or reproduce some of the most incredible music and fashion on earth. <laughs> and then it'll be like clips of the most dog shit music and clothes I mean, being created. Wait a minute, though. In the desert. Because that's, that's the arc here, right? If Kanye is saying bad stuff about the Jews... He that we're like three steps away from him falling in love with Israel. No, he's going to like, he's going to Israel tomorrow. I <laughs> like wait, dude, actually, he's no, he's just saying that. smoked weed with uh, Adam Newman from WeWork, who's like my favorite oh, yeah. insane Israeli person. Um, like they're probably just in rooms chopping it up, just spitting out like the world, like the stupidest ideas in the world. And I'll bet you he was shocked when he found out he was Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, oh, Kanye, you hate Jews. You should check out some of the incredible Jewish fashion being created in Tel Aviv. And it's going to be a guy who makes like a shirt with Yoda DJing and it lights up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then it'll, it'll like be closed for like going to some sort of like, light burning man in the desert and it's like this guy sells like those gloves that have the leds on the end somehow this is just reminding me of that like um when uh david getta did the dj set about george floyd with the song from martin luther king jr he's like a lot of people are going through a hard time so i made this song have you guys seen that yeah (laughs) i'm just imagining the kanye jewish version like i feel like kanye is gonna make yeah it's gonna be like same love but about jews yeah with with matis yahoo (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, yeah and uh kanye x matis yahoo what's he what's he up to these days watsky matis yahoo i think lives in hawaii and he's not uh, Hasidic anymore. He just like he he kind of looks like Macklemore now. So he won. He beat he beat the the game. He won. Wow. He's got a fade and makes golf clothes. Yeah. Ah, I wonder if he'll come on the pod. Let's reach out to him. You're probably. I feel like he's available. Mm-hmm. But I could, it could have open. I think for booking inquiries. <laughs> I think he would be a lot more earnest and sincere than we ever really like to be. But oh, he's definitely like. I think he makes like Jason. I saw a video of him like at some sort of coffee shop or something in Hawaii doing a, a Jason Mraz type thing on a ukulele. Oh boy. Then I would almost feel bad being Mr. Jokey joke with someone who's just that serious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That serious as a, as a white Jew in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah playing That's the ukulele. <laughs> a true artiste. He really ascended to a, to a new state of being. Um, Whatever, we can fucking dunk on much. Yeah, um, all right. Maybe we'll do an episode about it. Who knows? So, Charlie, um, how Jewish are you? Um, and how, why? How Jewish am I? Did you, were you hella religious growing up or just a little bit? Uh, I don't know. I, I grew up, I, I went to Hebrew school. I had bar mitzvah. Where in the uh, country? Connecticut. Okay. So it's not really a... A Jewish, you know, hotspot, but mm-hmm. there's there's plenty of Jews, and you know, I guess I grew up pretty religious. We kept kosher at home. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, we, yeah, that's that counts. Not kosher out of the house, but kosher in the home. Mm. Kosher, we did. unkosher in the streets. Yeah, I, you know what? I've never heard of that. That's kind of a nice way of doing it. It's like you can yeah, go get a hot a, dog. It's fine. Yeah. It's a pretty good setup. I mean, we went buck wild outside of the house. You know? <laughs> You were just Baker wrap shrimp, yeah. but uh, in the house, it was we kept it. We were just sucking, kept down it kosher, shrimp. Yeah. full blown, and we did. I would say, you know, I'd say we did. We did the top tier of holidays for sure. That the lower tier definitely got completely ignored. But you know, was it one of those your parents like really sincerely felt part of the religion, or they're sort of more like you just kind of you know go th- go hit this level and then you do whatever the hell you want. We don't care. Uh, I would say, yeah, it's more like just like, a. uh, it's like not even like super religious, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's like, totally. Like you're just like supposed to. Yeah. That's how my that? folks are too, where I don't think huh? it's like, it's more about the tradition. seems like than the. I mean, we still go means. to, I was in synagogue at home. For, I went home <clears> went to synagogue for the high holidays. We still, we do both days of Rosh Hashanah. So I always, I kind of downplay it, but mm-hmm. you know, we sort of. We, we, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we Did you have a bar mitzvah? Chops. What? Do you have a bar mitzvah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it, was it lit? What was the, like, paint the scene? It, it was, was it was actually like, beyond lit. It was like, 
who was crazy. Uh, <laughs> Someone it was died. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was the wow. theme was club CSS, which is my initials. I wanted to. I was interested in like I wanted a nightclub kind of theme. Like I thought it was like very childish to do like Star Wars or something. Oh, yeah. I wanted it to be like like a party. You so want it was like Black and yeah. silver, classy nightclub vibe. <laughs> club CSS was the wow. merch. Was there a mocktail? The oh, there were, yeah, there were mocktail options, and then I rode in on a Segway. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, uh, wow. Was it, like, was that the general vibe? Like, all the, like, there was, like, a year where, like, every kid you knew was having apartments for that, that level? I'm not at my school. So, the school, uh-huh. I went to public school, and in my town, there were, uh, like, not no Jews, but let's say I have a class of, like, 350 people. There were maybe 10 Mm-hmm. 10 Jews yeah. and then a lot of those also were not like uh fan, like you know I'm like both my parents are Jewish it's like like they they they're maybe were fans where it was like not as big a deal mm-hmm. so like they might have a bar mitzvah but it was like a little lower key yeah whereas I my I was like probably the most Jewish uh-huh person at my school so but I would like my camp friends and Hebrew yeah. school friends you know it was lit. I um I went to so like my dad grew up in the Chicago suburbs and I feel like they go really hard with the like spectacular bar mitzvahs and like I went to a few for the kids of his friends. One they gave out iPod Nanos. Um, that wow in a That's gift beast. bag. And then in the other one, it was Double O Thirteen themed, and the kid like had a fake like movie trailer of himself cut as Double O Seven. That's a classic. My cousin, my cousin <laughs> did the movie trailer. <laughs> yeah. And he like they look they look better than the movie we're about to s- discuss. Yeah, that's like, true. <laughs> that's a fact. Because this movie was like pre um, fucking uh, iMovie. Um, but yeah, so he came in in like a full like fake parachute rig because he just like jumped out of a plane and there was an ice sculpture that wow. said 0013. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> like the Queen of England. Yeah, I felt like I literally was like staring into the abyss of like <laughs> I don't know. It's a trip, dude. That those like that type of like flexi bar mitzvah is like in game of thrones mm-hmm. when they like call a feast to celebrate something <laughs> it really is and it's like it's like just like a show of strength over the rival houses and like yeah. like to give your bannermen a day yeah. that's fun and like say they owe you one the bannermen were going crazy for these i gotta say as one of the bannermen who was there i was like thank you for taking care of me like this i mean you got a, it's, a free ipod man yeah it. yeah it's kind of like a medieval yeah like it's like a it's like a traditional thing of like mm-hmm. across cultures where like it looks so silly like when you do it with iPod nanos, but like in every culture there is some sort of like family event that is a pretext for like a show of strength. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Flexing mean that's a, it's a huge flex to just be like, here, three hundred people come to my house. Not only is that like not a big enough deal, but I'm gonna feed you all. I'm gonna make oh, sure that no, you all get drunk. Th- yeah. There's no way the iPod Nanos think bar mitzvah was in a house, right? That was oh, in like no. a club. No, no. Right? It was probably, yeah. I think it was like a some sort of venue. They stormed a yeah. castle. Or they, like, I, I think one of them was probably at one of those country clubs that the, like the Jews set up because they couldn't yeah. get it to the other ones. Fire, yeah. 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 You know. Wow. That's cool that you wrote in on a segue. Yeah, it was Was, it was that like bonkers. a non-negotiable for you? You were like, this is my vision. No, no. It was... We went to this like uh, convention uh, where it's like all these bar mitzvah uh, like uh, businesses, I guess, like caterers Mm -hmm. and cake people and DJs and shit like have stands and like you go around like shop for shit for your bar mitzvah. You should. uh, You went to a trade show. You should go to this. Yeah, it's a trade show. show, Exactly. That sounns fucking funny, (laughs) dude. It's crazy. And then does it still happen? Oh yeah, they happen. Like I'm sure you could find it. It's like a whole thing. Bar mitzvah con. Yeah. And you um you can sign up. Like they all have like a contact info thing, and some of them they call you so persistently like we were my like they would call our house like months and years after the bar mitzvah like checking oh my god i just had the most insane brain blast so there are two <laughs> yes there are two people who like anchor this trade show and they're like the biggest two dj like like entertainment companies like they would provide like they, they could probably hook up your entire room so if you want them to like they they would arrange everything but mostly they're like the djs and the entertainers and stuff and there's two of them that have the biggest flashiest displays on either side and they're the yanni brothers i think 
I think it's the Yannis. <laughs> that name sounds so familiar. And they're, they're brothers who had a falling out. And so there's like one Yanni and the other. And you like walk from side to side. And they're like, oh, like, let's talk about Yanni. Like, we just, we, we are, we're not, we just heard from Yanni. Like, no, 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 we're different, Yanni. <laughs> I think that's it. I mean, I'm so talking they one of them f- both just being like, no, no, that's, no, I'm the, I'm no, I'm the Yanni. That's, that's that's that is a story of biblical proportions. Yeah, that's fucking how Rome was founded. It was two brothers who had a yeah, bar yeah, yeah, entertainment yeah. company. There's DJ Jeff Yanni and Todd Yanni events. <laughs> oh, Todd Yanni. <laughs> wow. Did you go with one of the Yanni brothers? Dude, no, they're so fucking annoying. <laughs> like they just like their their whole demeanor is just like you. you it's sort of the, like the, I feel like a big thing about it is you don't want a DJ who you feel like is like going to make it about them. <laughs> you know, it's ultimately like yeah. a bar mitzvah celebrating like a, a little boy. And like, <laughs> yeah. so if the guy seems a little too eager, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to yeah. play a support role. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You want someone who views it as a job, not their time to shine. <laughs> I need this. Yeah, you can't yeah. have someone whose brother is gonna come, like roll up and try to sabotage yeah, yeah, them. Gonna cut the, the cord. Our <laughs> mitzvah. Yeah. Wow. What a rich vein of fucking interest. You guys should go to the convention and do a little remote pod there. That would be so funny. You guys should honestly interview one of the Yannis. <laughs> they would have such funny stories. I bet. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. Wait, okay. Are they Jewish, you think? Gotta be. I would almost love if they weren't, but they just found their, found yeah, their so way in America. Two Greek I'm brothers. Looking, I'm looking at Tadiani <laughs> Music and Entertainment, and he, they're based in... Siri calls when I talk to you on the phone. They're the, texting they're based in, oh, Yeah, that's <laughs> very Heine. close to your it's name. Like it's like Heine with no H, but anyway. They're based in Long Island, which is definitely like the world capital of... Uh-huh. <laughs> the most bar fucking DJs. bar mitzvah dj you've ever met uh-huh. like so i'm not that was todd yanni i'm looking for now i'm looking at I jeff i really want to see what todd yanni physically oh yeah so like. jeff yanni yeah this is like look at like the oh. home page for jeff yanni <laughs> oh. Oh, he's wearing a shiny purple top hat I would like, have if, never you guessed. You look at Todd Yanni, he looks a little more pro. He looks like, mm-hmm. all right, you're not going to, you, you know, look like, you know, this is a business for you. Is that a is he Jeff Yanni, yeah, there's there's a Borat oh, impersonator my. on here. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> what must it do to you to, like, be like, you know, I just get my energy from the crowd, but, like, the crowd is just, like, screaming children. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, ask, and, like, ask uh, the Wiggles. Damn. Jeff. Yanni. <laughs> He's got to update his shit. DJ I, Jeff Yanni. I never would have expected that's how you spell wow. Yanni. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> this guy this guy's ego is way out of control. The group is spearheaded by New York's most exciting and creative DJ, legendary DJ slash entertainer Jeff Yanni. Since 1973, he has been performing around the world and is credited with pioneering the mobile DJ concept. Like, and then Todd Yanni's page, which I was just looking at, is like, we are a full service entertainment company <laughs> providing videography, catering, and, and, and like music. And yeah, it's like, and this one's all about a, Jeff. Maybe a little bigger of a picture of why they split up. You know I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like also credited by who for inventing the mobile DJ concept? <laughs> I, I, that was me. I, I, I said I I said that to him. Jeff Yanni only has two thousand Instagram followers, so need I say more? I yeah, wow. This is one of those episodes where it's like, damn. If we had only known, we could have just done a whole Yanni brother episode. <laughs> you you guys, guys have to interview Jeff Yanni. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that guy's. guy's- He'll come assuming on. He, assuming he's still alive, uh, <laughs> uh, I imagine he is not saying uh-huh. no to too many podcast interviews. He probably doesn't even know what a podcast is. He's like, oh, like Howard Stern? Yeah. Is, did you say you were looking at Jeff Yanni on Instagram? Yeah. He looks like a cop. Oh, in, yeah. In DJ a, in a Jeff Yanni. Way. He really has oh a God. big mustache. He looks like He looks like someone you make, like, in the face app. Whoa, what's good? His <laughs> hair has streaks of like perfect lines of black and gray to where it does look dyed. Here's the poly walnuts. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Well, I think we figured out what we're going to do for our uh, 
our next episode. DJ Jeff Yanni. I'll reach out. I'll reach out. I'll see what what Mister Mister Yanni has to say. There's there's no way that man takes requests. I think as a DJ, that's his entire job. <laughs> well, depends on, <laughs> depends on the kind of DJ, you know. No, and Bar Mitzvah DJ, I think, should maybe take yeah. a couple of requests. Is he like a? Is he like a Jewish? Because okay, we're really gonna go off the rails here. In, in the, do you know who Rick Recht is? Who's Rick Recht? <laughs> he's just he's, oh he's just God. like a Jewish a Jewish like song leader musician guy who goes to different camps and like plays guitar and sings. He's songs. like a like a celebrity in that tiny world. Like oh, he's like yes, yeah, 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 he's like right. Guy. But what I'm wondering is if this guy's going to camp. Like, are people doing that now with DJs? That. Like, is he like shows up in <laughs> yeah. DJs in front of the whole camp? Yeah, well, I heard he did a set at Tawanga. No, there's like a um, no, there's a whole. I have a little bit of insight from this from the radio station. There's a whole network of like religion within each religion, pretty much, particularly Christianity and Judaism. There's like that version of like the the like faith rock star slash DJ slash like whatever plug in whatever kind of like yeah. entertainment yeah. you want, and they are they are exactly the same. I met Christian Rickrecht at the radio station. And he was the exact same fucking person. And he I mean, was, there was that TikTok everyone was posting the other day of like the uh, Hasidic boys choir kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? We well, did. Well, I think I said that. Well, well, I, think I, yeah. said that. I think I said that. Those kids chat. were getting it. Those kids were getting it. Um, okay. Should we talk about this God for Be, before, we, <laughs> before we go down the Rick Rect train? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wait, yeah, wait. So Rick Rect is like some sort of Jewish camp entertainer? Yeah. 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 When we, cool. There were a couple. There, there was like a real pantheon, we had like a real, different. like real tan, long, kind of like surfer style hair. Only plays acoustic guitar. And you uh, guys all went to camp together in, in yeah. California. Yeah. So I feel like there's like a a California circuit, mm-hmm. sure, and then a New York area circuit, right? And like Jeff Yanni, you know, his talent is not going to play on on the left coast. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. who is this guy. Yeah, and Rick Recht is too soft for for out here. Um, okay, <laughs> yes, that's true. Rick yeah, Recht bro. is hundred percent too soft Rick for Rick New York. He's too soft. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I bet that guy could kick my ass. Yeah, <laughs> if I, I bet, bet he's one of those dudes who like he looks skinny and then you arm wrestle him or something, or like you shake his hand and he has like the toughest grip. Yeah, yeah, yeah all those all those guitar muscles, all those that big strumming. Big strummer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's a big strummer. All Uh, right. Okay. Can I ask, first of all, how did you find this fucking movie? Like, at all? Ethan. Ethan. Where? Ethan sent it to us. Oh. Where where did he find it? I have no idea. We'll have to check in with him. Um, (laughs) All I know is that he's a movie on, on like, Anything? Wikipedia? Is there any like documentation (laughs) of the movie? Like, is it a YouTube original or? No, you can buy it off of Amazon. Do you want to do you want to give us that uh, that summary, Ayani? Okay, yeah. Let me preface this with what we're we're about to cover. We've covered movies before. We've covered movies with such grand stars as Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. We've covered movies by Sir Ridley Scott, who's a knight. You know, real big big, big names or whatever. This is a different kind of movie. I think this movie probably cost fifty dollars to make in total, <laughs> and that includes everybody's wages. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a passion project for sure, and it's very, very low budget. Um, but it's a it's a film called Jewish Revenge by Yehuda, and I can't remember his last no, name. No, fact fact check, it's called Jewish Revenge One. You're right. There are <laughs> five was, of them. He was planning to make more. He ne- no, there there's was never five. a thought in his mind that No, I know, but even when he made the first one, he was never oh. like, I'll call it Jewish Revenge. He was like well, I'll call it Jewish Revenge One because he was, he was creating be a larger so many. oeuvre. No, he he yeah. knew he was writing a symphony when he started yeah. out. <laughs> like, yeah. This is uh-huh. this is not a one-off etude. Um, so, look, we're we're, we're going to cover this movie. It's uh, if you ever were to see it for whatever reason, you got you got to give it a little bit of slack. It's very very low budget. I don't think the people in this are actors. I don't think they're really anybody. They're probably a series of accountants. And middle managers at a fucking Chase Bank. Like, um, that being said, I do have a summary of this movie. It is a, a espionage intrigue kind of plot here. So we open up with an old guy speaking on the phone. This old guy's name is Yevgeny, and he and whoever is on the phone uh, 
are are discussing a solution to the quote Israel problem. Uh, you could say a final solution to the quote Israel problem. Um, and this phone call is picked up by the Mossad. And <laughs> yes, how did you understand the phone call? I didn't. <laughs> the phone call is like listening to like a speakerphone, someone having a conversation on speakerphone through someone else's speakerphone. It is like impossible to understand. It's the most important part of the movie. Um, <laughs> I did actually watch the scene multiple times because I was like, this is this is clearly the premise of the movie, so I can't yeah. miss it. I only got it later when they're like, wow, he wants to sell the nukes to Hezbollah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. A lot of dialogue does a lot of heavy lifting in this movie, more so than perhaps the shots and setting do. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, basically there's these four Mossad agents talking it over, and uh, they believe that he has a nuclear weapon that he wants to sell to Hezbollah. Um, One of them talks like a a New York detective, which is very fun because he's apparently an Israeli Mossad agent. Um, so they assign the main character, Yoav, who is a Mossad agent who is, I guess, a little bit older and doesn't really leave Israel for assignments anymore because he has a son. Um, which also, I don't think when don't you're a secret ever agent... talk to me about my son. I also, I don't think you get to choose where you go. No. I've never seen that in a spy movie before. No. He looks like uh, Corey Stoll, the actor oh. Corey Stoll from House of Cards. He does. Yeah, I kind of see that. I never watched it, so I'm just gonna say, yeah, he does. A ball, a bald king, <laughs> um, a member of the alopecia community. So we have a little bit of a, a dialogue that sets this in after 1991 because the Soviet Union has collapsed, um, and they convince this our main character Yoav to, that they should go on this assignment because they show him a picture of a Nazi officer. Huh? Who is this Nazi officer? Perhaps we'll find out. Um, so our main character, Yoav, goes to uh, uh, his dad, who's, I guess, also in Israel, and then speaks like Yoda. Um, and <laughs> what is going on there? <laughs> He's the actor switches from having like a vaguely Israeli accent to just being Yoda. Wait, also, is it fully <laughs> dubbed? Like, what's going on? Is yeah, it's, I think it's in Hebrew originally. Uh, the dad is supposed to look like he's on his deathbed, and it's just like a 61-year-old guy who fell asleep. <laughs> he's just in like a lawn chair with a blanket on. Yeah. He just like is, is a dude relaxing, yeah. and it's like supposed to be that he's dead. That's such a good roast of all of our dads that like just an older man in a lawn chair is like, look at this guy on his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, he's knocking on death's door. Um, this guy is so sick that he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he has nothing left it was presumably probably a very cozy apartment in an area with a fairly mild climate um anyway so he basically uh goes hey uh Yoav says to his dad that he's going to go on this assignment in ukraine and uh his and he's going to basically uh go kidnap this nazi officer who was responsible for uh torturing him who was joseph mengele's right hand man this is where i took a brief historical check up to see if the guy that they're talking about is real he is not this is a made-up oh, awesome. character <laughs> the dad during this scene the dubbing i don't know what they were going for he like pauses this story to go like oh <laughs> <laughs> he's like, unwell and then, and then they okay. came in to do experiments Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> He's riding the Sibian. <laughs> What's the Sibian? <laughs> oh, Josh. Oh, um, <laughs> oh you, you innocent boy. It's like an, uh, you and your surfer buds, you don't talk about these things. It's like a mechanical bull, but sexual style. Oh, wow. Um,. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie of people like weird, like, like they're reading like a script that says cry in parentheses. So they'll read a line and be like, (laughs) (laughs) this is where I gently remind everyone that this movie cost $32 to make. When when did it come out, by the way? One take. For sure. Dude, the voice actors were drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's fair to call them actors. I think that's a little bit insulting. I think they're just folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they are just folks. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so after that, he goes, uh, 
Yoav's father basically tells him to like chill out with the whole kidnapping the Nazi thing and to like move on with his life. Which again, not also how being a, a Mossad agent works, I don't think. I don't think it's up to you to just be like, I think for my own personal growth, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one. The, leave this one alone. Um, so no, no, like, no, no, no. Balance. You got to give Yoav credit. He also tried to tell his commander that he didn't want to do the missions anymore because he was hurt in Kazakhstan. That's true. <laughs> yeah, true. That is Lest true. We he did say that. Um, so I'm just saying, get, if you're going to do the summary, you know, get it right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's going to over once again overlooking Kazakhstan like we always do. Um, so. Uh, Basically, on his way to the airport, I'm assuming Yoav meets a Orthodox like Chabad person uh, who makes him wear tefillin. A nice little big theme lord. He's like, "Hey, do I look like the kind of guy who would wear tefillin some other time?" Like, <laughs> and you're he, like extremely pale in Israel, so yeah, probably. And then he just goes from not being in tefillin to just he's fully wrapped around mm-hmm. him. Wrapped. The IMDb oops section of this movie, whatever that part's called, oh, yeah. the tefillin magically appears on him. Um, I will say the dubbing, the one of the things that did get right is kind of the strange accent of like Hasidic guys speaking English when he's like, come on, it will only take three minutes. Like that is kind of how they sound. Well, yeah, it's like this movie, it's because it was definitely made by like Chabad people. So yeah. like they just did the Chabad guys themselves and like the <laughs> other people were like whichever dude they pay to run the elevator for them on Chavez. Yeah. Or like, 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 I have an extra job for you this week. Like you need to do this movie. I need you to moan. Like you're the reaper is one cold finger touching your cheek. Yeah. Um, so basically he does a little religious thingy and he gets the, uh, the address and the name of, uh, the Chabadnik's brother who lives in Ukraine where guess what? He's, he's going, um, seems like I might reconnect. Yeah, who knows? I wonder if that'll that'll pan out to be anything. Um, so then he flies to Ukraine. He flies to Kiev, and there this is, part was interesting because it did look like it was filmed on location. I think it is. Yeah, I think yeah. they did. I think this movie maybe cost seventy dollars. They blew the whole budget on airfare to Ukraine. <laughs> it does look like an airport. There is Cyrillic writing in the airport. Yeah, or they just they have a really good friend at the airport who's just like, yeah, I'll put up the fucking. It can't take more than fifteen <laughs> minutes though. Um, so he meets up with another agent. I'm assuming another Mossad agent who in the in the airport where they wordlessly acknowledge each other's existence, and then they proceed to walk out of the airport looking like the two most suspicious motherfuckers. He who fully have ever wears landed. a trench coat. He's like, I'm here for, I'm not here for any cloak and dagger reasons. I'm just a little. And chilly. they're just looking around. And this guy, the, his new friend had sort of like a shtetl look. He was wearing like the little glasses and like the hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he looked out of place. He looked like the way a, 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 a very Jewish person would pretend to not look Jewish, which is to look as Jewish as possible. <laughs> I mean, um, I think that's like what this whole movie is, like a couple Chabad guys like who, who have heard about movies uh, <laughs> yeah. attempting to make one heard about movies and like heard about like anything in the secular world they watched they like watched, hey sip- jack i am a police like, <laughs> just, like what's going they on watched here? like 20 minutes of mission impossible they're like okay yeah i can yeah like, i got this one yeah yeah um and then there's this hilarious scene where they get in the car together and what can only be described as like the the most hilarious handling of a firearm that's ever taken like, <laughs> oh, film. Yeah. He just is pointing it at himself. He's like, hand me the gun, and he's like holding it by the barrel, pointing <laughs> it at his he's own like face. It around. <laughs> yeah. So they're in the car. I just I gotta I, this scene made me laugh so much. They're in the car, and the main Mossad guy, Yoav, goes, pistol. And the guy pulls out a gun the same way you would pull a hot dog out for your buddy at a Cubs game. <laughs> Just like fully by the middle round part, facing the wrong way, and hands it behind him. It's <laughs> really good. Just and there's like, like a funny little, like almost looks like the kind of car that would be in like Barbie's dream house. It's like a little blue, like the one that looks like, anime, a, like a cartoon a car. car. It's like yeah, it's like an Isuzu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that uh, chase scene was fire. It did go pretty hard. <laughs> I said to John when that happened that like I couldn't believe I guess I may have jumping ahead by revealing this, but when that chase scene started, it did not seem like the people who made the first the movie up to that <laughs> point were capable of making that chase scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they it seems like they would crap that was that was really movie magic. 
I mean, they must have like, I mean, where do they even get the cop cars? I, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead of the summary. Barely. I mean, they get spotted by the Ukrainian police um, who decide to arrest them for some reason. Not really clear. They know they know that he is a secret agent. They, oh, that's they, right. They yeah, know they, he's coming for the big Nazi that they, they like for some reason. Yeah. They've got they think he's a, a Red Army hero. Uh, yes. So. Uh, Damn, you really did pay attention. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I will say this about the movie. Not a minute is wasted. That's true. Um the this extreme disagree <laughs> <laughs> there is like an almost like multi-minute tutorial on how to wash your hands jewishly <laughs> well, you're right you're right i take it back i take it back kids so shy and bashful at that age <laughs> yeah they, they introduce a child for absolutely no reason <laughs> You're right. That's You're right. Insane. Never mind. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> the kid tries to go to one room and he's like, that is not your room. Where is he going to go? Yeah. What else is there to do with the house? <laughs> no, it's just funny that they had to add the Porsche. Like, why do we need to know that the kid? No, because the kid obviously is bad at following room. instructions and the director told him to go the other way. So the guy's called texture. Okay. Yeah, they're riffing. Yeah. Okay. Um, you ever heard of Richard Linklater? You fucking Philistine. <laughs> Just think about it. So basically, they, so they, they, they managed to shake off the Ukrainian police. And so the, the two Mossad agents basically pose as, I assume, plumbers to get into the building. They, they announce that their mission is fucked because they have 24-hour hardcore security around the Nazi guy's apartment. And then they're trying to come up with a plan. Cut to them walking <laughs> past the guards and waving at the guards and entering the house. <laughs> like just that they walk yeah. in. Yeah. And that's when he's like, oh, actually, though, I guess we do. I guess that does get explained. Yeah. They, they pretend to be plumbers. Um, no, no, no. no, no, no. It's, what? That they're in cahoots. Do you, the dub, the do you double not agent. remember the second act? Oh my god! I didn't even put that together. I watched this while I was at work, literally on a nineteen-hour shift. Like, <laughs> I missed a few things. They um, probably made this movie like that. Yeah, probably. It was probably <laughs> they were doing okay. something else. They were making a movie where other people watch movies. It's like they were like they were like folding laundry. <laughs> yeah. All right, action. Yeah. Um, so, but basically, they find a way into this guy Evgeny's apartment. Um, and uh, Yoav finds a uh, a very honestly cheap looking Nazi pipe, yeah, um, which he believes confirms this guy Yevgeny as well. The the father has told him that he used to see him smoking his. And funny part is they they say swastika. Swastika. <laughs> I uh, I get that that's technically how you know, but also it could be anything with a swastika. It it doesn't matter. It's like also on a blank shelf with nothing else. And it's just like, ah, that's the Nazi pipe shelf. <laughs> his one object. Everyone's got one. Yeah. Everyone who is a Nazi. Mm -hmm. They basically, they confirm his identity and Yoav is able to sneak into uh, Yevgeny's car while he's, uh, while he's driving around and he holds him at gunpoint and tries to kidnap him. But the Mossad people in, in this movie, Mossad has the same like level of skill and resources as the people who did January 6th. <laughs> Yeah, like the world's greatest like spy agency, like they could not fucking like make a microwave dinner. They, the wild, they, yeah. they are absolutely useless. The wild thing is because like the actual Mossad did what this movie is kind of about to the actual, but the, to Adolf Eichmann, like yeah. in Argentina. Like, yeah, it's like if the people who did that were like also on their phones yeah. while, <laughs> while they were trying to do it. Yeah, or if like if someone read the Wikipedia of how that happened, it was like, oh, they just like went there and then they pretended to be someone else and then they kidnapped. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, got it. I figured it out. Yeah, um, it's like this is like Mossad has like they killed someone in Iran with a remote control machine gun. Yeah, they did. Shit, that was like a fucking news story. Because in this in this movie, they like. They, they like are like if Anthony Bourdain had to kill like kidnap someone. <laughs> yeah, like, they just sort of show up and use like their one friend who lives there to like. Hey, I guess I got to get this guy on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of like this whole movie, but most of it is just like stops at little Ukrainian like food stands. Yeah. Um. So 
he 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 tries to kidnap him, but basically the police have been following Yevgeny's car, so the police arrest Yoav. He's interrogated by the Ukrainian police, and it's revealed that his partner Alex ooh, has betrayed him. So that's how they got in as just plumbers. So that's how they got in just as plumbers. Um, I knew something something wasn't sitting right on my heart. He tries to so Yoav tries to tell the Ukrainian police chief. Uh, who's very comical in nature. Um, he talks like he is from, like, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he tells him that, hey, like, this guy's a fucking Nazi, and that's where the Ukrainian police chief is like, no, this guy's like a Red Army hero. Like, fuck you for even saying this. I don't believe you. Um, so Yoav escapes implausibly, is all I'll say. He somehow pulls He has, a, like, a toothpick. A toothpick. He goes... That he, he, <laughs> that he like he's been he also for some reason waits like three days to escape yeah yeah he's like i'm so thirsty can i have some water and then they're like yeah but then he just doesn't get out oh, wait, um, is that the scene where he think yeah he begs for water and the guy comes and pours water into grabs his gun yeah they're recreating like the 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 sexy meme where what the women are pouring milk into each other's mouths Oh. <laughs> he also he holds a cup of water and he says, "Sorry, last one." Like what? <laughs> he just have no, they're, a they're fridge full of cups him. of water. They're torturing him. Well, yeah, I got that they're taunting him, but it's like an implausible taunt. Like, sorry, this is our last cup of single cup of water. He also just the second time he asks gives him the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that was 100% a scene out of another movie they saw and were like, oh, we'll do that, but it'll you know, be edgier. You know, the aesthetic of this movie reminded me of like a reenact, like a dramatic reenactment or like a school PSA. Like there's just this kind of like uncanny, like this is not an actual movie. They're just using this to like demonstrate something in like a safety video. There's part where it looks like, like it, it like feels like you're watching, looking at like a video game. Yeah. The stairwell scene is like so bizarre. Yeah. I, I, I kind of know what you mean. Everything just seems like stupid and weird. <laughs> yeah, this movie's like in the uncanny valley somehow, which is impressive. Um, so basically he runs from the police station and he finds shelter with, oh my God, it's the Chabad that he met in Israel's brother. Oh wow. my God. Stranger, strange land. Wow. Yeah. Did you just know each other? Never. Um, so... Uh, the, the Chabad Nick brother gives him. I'm so he has a name. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, Schneer. Sure, beautiful name. Or what Schneel a, be- what or a beautiful like name. <laughs> His name is Schneer. <laughs> His um, name is the sound you make, like when you wake up after drinking and like you cough really hard for the first time. <laughs> Yo, this is DJ Todd Yanni featuring Schneer. <laughs> so he finds shelter. The guy gives him like a, a, a place to stay and dresses him like a Habadnik for, um, you know, for yeah to, to disguise, disguise him by, yeah. by being one of <laughs> the, one of the six Ukrainian people who dress like that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, then after that, uh, Yoav thinks the mission is compromised, but he manages to rope the Habadnik into uh, helping him with his mission um, because this Yevgeny guy is obviously going to sell a nuclear weapon to Hezbollah, um, which also I feel like is against the rules of being a Mossad agent. Yeah, he's just telling some random, random. An amazing detail of that is that he is like ha- like trying to teach him Jewish prayers, which like first of all, I mean. I just find it difficult to believe that like any Israeli, no, whether their level of religiousness would not know like the simplest Jewish prayer, but then also like essentially that he doesn't speak Hebrew. Like he's teaching it to him right. as, like, as if it's like a foreign language. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where it's like, you're right. I completely fucking missed that. Yeah. yeah. This guy like presumably speaks Israelis Hebrew. can like fully read the Torah with no preparation. It's like, like, it is their language. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's what they speak every day. Yeah. Presumably, that's what he's been speaking this entire time. (laughs) Yeah, that must be very bizarre in Hebrew. Um, I guess guess we'll never know. Guess we'll never know. Um, Basically, he ropes them in. They they do some other fuck shit. And then we find out somehow, magically, in a newspaper that is in Ukraine. Presumably in Ukraine. It's also two weeks old. It's two weeks old. But Yoav's father is dead. Wah, wah, wah. 
How would he get Jewish revenge now? Um, <laughs> he, he, he let out one final utterly satisfied moan. Sated. Okay. He fell asleep while eating chips and like <laughs> died. Um, so then we kind of get the thesis of the movie, which is basically that Yoav kind of has a, a distraught um, kind of like religious experience mourning his father and the Chabadnik basically tells him that like if you want to stick it to the Nazis, you just have to be super Jewish and that like killing this one guy isn't exactly what revenge is. And then the whole time I was thinking like, don't they have measures in the Mossad and probably every secret agent agency to make sure that people aren't like personally involved with any of the missions they go off of because some weird fuck shit like this could happen? Yeah. That's like you well, do- as a doctor, you're not allowed to operate on your fucking kid. Yeah, but then also I feel like laws are not really their forte. They're kind of like we do the things we want to do and then we figure out how to make them legal. It's it's also crazy that he's a Mossad agent. Like he's supposed to go back to his boss and be like, actually, it turns out that the best revenge is a triumphant spirit. (laughs) (laughs) We are revenge. We are it's like mission accomplished. Actually, officer, Hanukkah's revenge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might also think like Mossad might not send someone to assassinate someone with like, hey, yeah, just like link up with this dude with small glasses and then like <laughs> fuck around for a little bit. <laughs> like with. <laughs> We didn't realize that like the police might be in this country. Yeah, it's like oh, we don't oh, know what wait, to do now. Shit, like. A, bu- a bunch of cops who all keep like running around, like into each other and like tripping over each other and like their pants are falling down and like they're all trying to squeeze through a door at one time like said you can't kill this guy like oops <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bunch of cops that when they run into each other it makes the sound of two coconuts hitting together ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah so basically what happens after that is that the police are onto them. So they raid the house. Um, there's a They raid the house raid. by touring it as if they're on Property Brothers. Like they just like walk in and look <laughs> in the closets and go like, yep, raided. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's the HGTV raid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a Run style. Run formation HGTV. Um, they basically, the police people threaten to basically, I guess, persecute jews if they don't turn over yoav it's unclear yeah, yeah, they they said they're gonna shut, they're down, gonna shut down habad in the ukraine <gasps> sure <laughs> we're, we're just gonna skip over that because otherwise we're gonna be here all day just this movie makes a lot of leaps and you just have to leap along with it yeah, otherwise yeah. you're you're left behind in the bathroom i do logic. love that like in the like universe of this movie the worst thing that could happen is habad gets shut down in Ukraine. in Ukraine, not even just overall. It's just like Ukraine, Habad. Honestly, probably only in in Kiev as well. Yeah, like, yeah it's probably like one like one Shabbat dinner can't happen. One <laughs> sad group doesn't get to eat dry. There, yeah, there's like a basement somewhere. Yeah, especially when you think like we are watching this right now at a time of like Ukraine, like probably the, their their biggest moment. Whereas like when this movie was made, it's like an especial, especially high level of art. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I, I, I hope it works out for them. <laughs> um, so they figure out that they can't actually like assassinate or kill Yevgeny. So they figure, oh, they have to do something else. So what they do is they take the photo of uh, of Yevgeny as a Nazi, um, and they blow it up into a poster size. Um, I kind of skipped over this. Apparently, also the uh, uh, the Chabad guy knows who this guy is. This shit makes by looking no at a photo sense. Of him. This 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 is really this where part, the movie starts to fall. They apart. like this. This was the moment where they were like, "All right, let we got to wrap the movie up." Like, <laughs> oh, see, I thought he was just saying he has really memorable eyes. No, he's like he looks at the photo and he's like, "Oh, that's our guy." And he's like, you've seen this photo of a Nazi for a first time. You've also never seen the other guy in real life. No, they have. They have because uh, he was hiding in his closet. And he's, he says, like, I would recognize those eyes anywhere. Like, would you? Really? It just looks like it's some guy's eyes. Like, it looks it's a like, picture. Yeah. It's a, you can barely see it. It's black and white. What are you talking about? I do fucking love their plan of, like, 
the way we're going to convince the corrupt Ukrainian police to capture this Nazi they've been protecting is by putting up a photo in a room and then hiding in the closet while they find it and then like jumping out. We're, we're going to go to Kinko's and get the, and, and get this Nazi. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, this, <laughs> yeah, Kinko's saves the day. Yeah. Oh, what? the righteous amongst nations. Kinko's. One funny detail that we glossed over is that when he's escaping from the prison, he like steals the guy's uniform to get out of the jail and yet proceeds to like keep hi- like running through the hallway, like hiding and like ducking behind the door, which like may like you either wear the uniform and walk out <laughs> or you escape yeah. by hiding. But like he just he like yeah. is just like walking past his coworkers like coworkers. hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, don't look at me. <laughs> um. So they, yeah, they both they put they hang up this poster quite poorly. Um, yeah, one strip of tape supposedly holds a huge poster. Mm-hmm. Um. And then they uh. So the 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 Ukrainian police people come in and they see it and they go, "Oh my god, this guy's a Nazi." They find his Nazi pipe again. The cheapest looking. They Nazi see those pipe. eyes. Those they, unmistakable piercing eyes. And they find what I presume to be an SS uniform in his closet, and they arrest him wordlessly, if I remember. On their way escaping, they are almost targeted by a, a gunman, but it turns out that Alex, the shadow looking motherfucker who had betrayed them, was actually a triple agent. Let's go. And he, he disarms the other man and lets them escape. Um. Yep. The poster works. They uh, the two main characters are our Chabad person uh, and the Yoav. They have a little brief discussion in the car about how much they've grown as people. The Chabadnik is like, "Wow, you know, I really feel like I'm sort of even more so than before. I feel like I'm on a mission to God because I got to help you capture this Nazi." And the 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 Mossad guy is like, "Maybe being religious isn't so stupid and silly." Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, they, they travel back to the um, to Israel. The shtetl guy and Yoav have one of those great spy movie wordless goodbyes because men don't share their feelings. That's right. Um, certainly not spy men. Mm-mm. And then um, they go and they visit his father's grave, him and the other Chabadnik, and, and, and they basically... The thesis of the movie is essentially that there's two different kinds of revenge one is the Jewish revenge, which is basically to keep on being Jewish and presumably to do Chabad shit and presumably the existence of the state of Israel. And then there's the personal revenge, which is this guy getting his revenge on this one particular Nazi. And that both of those things are valid but different. And that's the end of the movie. And I would have to say that that ending tune does kind of fucking slap. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a better message than I was expecting. I was, I mean, I had no idea what I was expecting, but you know, I did not pick up on on the message. <laughs> yeah, just like the I sappy, mean, like, feel good, like you don't have to kill Nazis, but you still can if you want. I mean, the the thing is though is, is like the actual Mossad doesn't believe in the message. You know, right? No, they don't. But yeah. Well, I think it's also like I think the the reason why that kind of caught me by surprise is you would think in this kind of movie, especially with the like the fact that it was probably just like an average Chabad fucking schmuck who made this movie would probably like try to ground it in some moral lesson about how like you know even though they've done all these horrible things, we're ultimately like the bigger people and like oh you know it, it can't just be about like an eye for an eye and, 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 you know, we have to kind of rise above it and how we rise above it is by continuing our tradition. But the movie is kind of like, I mean, you should be Jewish and you should also execute. Them. I think there's a uniquely, uh, a particularly Israeli thing where it's like, it all works out perfectly where, cause they don't assassinate him. They get him locked up by these evil jailers who we've already met, which prompts him to kill himself. And so it's like, because we did this ostensibly within the realm of the law by doing this convoluted thing to get you arrested and that caused you to kill yourself, we're cool. But, and we have avoided the personal stain of having to actually kill you ourselves. So now we can go on with like washing our hands right and now we've aced the test. Yeah. 
and they put themselves in a position where they could have done the moral even more morally compromised thing but it just didn't quite work out but then they kind of got away scot-free in a sense yeah that does kind of undercut a little bit of the message i mean i'm not like i think that dude they should like the whole time i was like why haven't you just like popped this dude i guess because they want to get him like back to court in israel but like well, that's the thing, too, is like real Mossad, they just beat the shit out of the guy to death. Yeah. Right? Or just like, shoot him or something. Yeah. Well, I guess well like there was that one Nazi think, who just washed up on the coast. And they were just kind of like, eh, I wonder what happened to him. Poor bad swimmer. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what they said. Uh-huh. They were like, oh, he must have uh, he must have been swimming out and he must have drowned. And then also like smashed his face against the coral 300 uh-huh. times. Yeah. And fist fist shaped <laughs> rocks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, that's the movie. What do you What do you want? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the music was really off the chain. It really felt like someone maybe made it themselves to sound like the James Bond music, but it, like using GarageBand sounds, like dun dun dun. dun, dun. <laughs> um, to be honest, I would go back and watch some of those J movies and see if you still feel that way. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. They sound a lot of those movie soundtracks do kind of sound a bit. What I think this movie is is that, like, lurking in every Jew is some sort of quiet belief that you should be in the entertainment business. Uh, <laughs> that like, you do have what it takes. You are funny enough. You are smart enough. You you should be making movies. And in the same way, like a high school might give every. Uh, student a laptop the israeli government has given every israeli a film camera and said like with the dream that like however many people there are in israel there will be that many movies and uh this is just one brilliant uh, product of that initiative Mm. the jewish revenge is is storytelling wait so how is the population of israel how many movies do we have to get through it's like a couple mil I'm i'm trying to watch all of them uh a couple mil. Some of them are short. All right. Some of them are definitely like just a goofy old guy being like. I mean, that's more or less what this movie is in part. It's like, I like that's my speed. Um, do we have any final final thoughts on this movie? Want to wrap this up? Yes, I think it's very impressive that they spent twenty two dollars to make this entire movie, and that twelve of those dollars was spent on the car chase scene. I uh, yeah, which I might add the the thing I loved about that car chase scene is they're being chased in their little Barbie dream car. They do a full one eighty on the road, kind of like pretty well executed, and then all the cops are flabbergasted, and they turn around, and then they just do the same move right after. <laughs> they're like, shit, we got someone who could do the whip move. Like, just throw another whip on there. It's it's good driving. It is good driving. It's kind of exceptional driving. Yeah. It's very impressive. It's, it's actually shocking for how schlocky and like just bad the rest of the movie is. For them to whip out it as as it were a like proper fucking a proper fucking car. It's whip. Almost yeah. like they got that footage from somewhere else. I almost thought I, I'm oh. not throwing accusations around. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying is all. <laughs> I would not be surprised if this movie is actually 10 other of those movies uh, we were talking about uh, combined into one. It does it sort of have the look of you ever find on YouTube where you're looking for a song's music video and you start watching it and then you realize it's not the real music video. It's a fan-made uh-huh. thing where they combined all the other yeah. music videos. It's like yeah, that yeah, with, like a, with like a, bu- a bunch of movies. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to see something that's like so, so bad and different from everything else you see that it's just like in its own universe like you've never you've never seen something that looks that bad so it's almost kind of interesting well it's very earnest in its badness yeah like that's the thing is it's it's not a cynical movie at all no they're like we're gonna do Mossad headquarters and it's just like clearly a conference room and somebody's like office workplace we're we're going to build a gun out of hot dogs (laughs) there's something very pure about that it's just like some kids who wanted to make a movie um all right, I think we should uh It's just that these kids are 55. Yeah, but that's what's so beautiful. They they didn't give up on the dream. Um let's wrap this thing up, Charlie. Do you want to tell everyone where they can they can find you and whatnot? Uh yeah, uh I'm in Israel. Uh I'm going to Ukraine to to kill uh a guy that looks like he runs Satriali's pork store and just is, and just sort of wanders, <laughs> wanders around selling nu- nuclear weapons. Mangala's left hand. No, uh, Instagram Charlie Sosnick, 
underscore NSFW, Twitter at Charlie Sosnick. Um, my home address is. You can find me there. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming, coming man. man. Thanks.